All right, welcome to the Benjamin Hamilton Show. Today, um, my special guest is my friend uh, and voter, Elmer Smith. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming in. Hi, Ben. How are you? I'm doing good. So um, today is a little special because um, there's a lot of political stuff going on. Um, to me, I think this whole month of October has been just a whirlwind of political um, changes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, ups and downs for all the candidates. And um, there's just so much going on that I thought that this entire podcast should be focused on those issues. And um, I watched the last uh, debate, which was the Democratic debate with right. you. Yeah. And we had a good old time. So I thought, you know, let's do a little episode and um, kind of break it down a little bit. And Yeah, I, I, I think it's very needed. Uh, I was with a friend the other day who's not so involved in the political news. And uh, he goes, so when are we voting? And I go, oh <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I go uh, next year, next November, actually. And he goes, what? And he, I thought it was next month. And I go, wait, right, I go, yeah. we have so many candidates out there. There is no way uh, that one month we can narrow them down. So I think uh, people who aren't constantly engaged in the news need to um, hear more people kind of speaking, you know, about the, the, the primaries. It's not something that's very discussed. Right. And, um, and speaking of that, if they're not engaged in the news and watching it constantly to hear about these changes in the evolution of, uh, this political cycle, um, they're only hearing snippets. Yeah. And so then they're judging upon what they hear without knowing the full picture. So I think that's one thing I, I appreciate about myself and about you and about other people who do pay attention to the political processes. Um, I feel like I have a better sense of judgment when I come towards who I'm going to pick because sure. I am paying attention to all those little nitpicky of course, things. Of course, so, I mean, and were, it's fun. I think it's fun. But. There were plenty of people right before Biden dropped out that you know oh, I have a very good uh, source close you know on the hill that's right. telling me you yeah. know there's even people still saying uh, you know, there, yeah. I, I think you know well shoot just, his his speech was even uh, kind of like he was still running but yet he wasn't yeah yeah I mean I you know I just think that's the politicians you know Spin. You, you don't you don't it's 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 uh, and everyone wants to be have their influence sure, on what's sure, going on. Sure, sure. It's muscle memory. I mean, it's a politician is not just going to get out and say, all right, bye. You know what I mean? Right. They, you know, they want to be involved. It's, right. it's, uh, it's what's driven them. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's get, get more involved. That's the yeah. message. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are afraid to talk politics to their friends because it does, you know, people can, are, you know, have their opinions. And sometimes mm-hmm. um, declaring your opinion to one of your friends who may not agree with you can end your friendship or it can um, just make things uncomfortable and it's hard to kind of get in that conversation. So what I tell people is find, you know, don't get rid of your friends that may not agree with you, but find the friends that uh, do like talking about the politics and discuss it with them so that way it will help uh, broaden your sense of what's going on and it will also help you decide what you really want. Definitely. Um, Because until you talk about it, you don't know where you really stand. You're For just sure. kind of listening and 
yeah. hoping you're, you know. You know, as, when I was growing up uh, and I first, you know, asked my parents, what's the difference between a Democrat and a Republican? It just, the way, you know, they made it seem, uh, and the way a lot of people make it seem is, well, Democrats are good and Republicans are bad, unless, of course, you're conservative. But it just didn't make sense to me that just this whole one side of people don't want to fight for the rights. You know, it's like, take minimum wage for an example. Yeah. I doubt that just one side doesn't want people to make more per hour. You know, it goes more into policies and how it affects right. the overall, right. which you could all uh, disagree on. But, um, yeah, so I think you definitely have to talk to people that are not like-minded. I mean, I watch Fox every day. You yeah. have to. You know, you yeah, just, I do too. It's, and yeah. it's not even I just for what they're radio. saying, but it's tone. You know, how do they exactly. feel about this? You know, how do they approach You know, you could watch them that, like with Hillary. They were just saying, oh, Hillary didn't look... Um, you know, uh, 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 remorseful, you know, if she would have done it, you know, they just want to dig into it instead of the face value. Well, and I think that's also, um, the reason those things go on is because it's all about ratings Mm -hmm. and, and, and a lot of the discussions that a lot of the, uh, political pundits and anchors talk about are not even based on the real issues. It's all the superficial stuff that goes along with the political process, right. which um, unfortunately a lot of people make up their mind who they're going to choose. And of course they'll Facebook and, and get on social media and start declaring all these things without really dissecting what's going on. And um, and that's why we're here. Boom. Um, is to kind of talk reason. about those things. Um, and just, you know, people that are listening were, uh, you know, I'm not here to preach or tell you you know, my opinion and for you to swing my way. But what I do hope people is that they do listen and makes them think a little bit. They either agree or disagree Mm -hmm. and then they find their position within that. Yeah. You know, that's my important thing is for people to actually just get engaged somehow. My goal when I speak about politics is just to get someone out there to go vote who wouldn't have yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is a huge move. If you can that's get true. somebody, go vote for whatever side, you know, because it's not even just the candidates. I mean, there's propositions. There's things that affect your daily life yeah. that are on every ballot and not even just, uh, you know, these main elections. I mean, right. you know, your midterm elections, you have to get out and know who your senators are. Right. You know, most of yeah. So uh, where are we at? So... To me, I think, I was trying to think about October this month, and it's almost over. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, I feel like it is the Paul Ryan and Hillary Clinton <laughs> show this month. Yeah. Regardless of what's going on with all the other candidates, the focus has been on these two people for almost the entire month, every single day. Yeah. Um, I agree. And what I find remarkable about both of these people is they both know exactly what they want um, and they're going after it and it's actually happening. I, I feel like that's what's going on this month. Well, the funny thing is it's almost coming to them. It is, yeah, it is coming well, right. to them effectively. Yeah. I mean, the, the people are flocking, you know, I mean, even, you know, I watch Bill Maher and he's, you know, if you can't get the fish, eat the chicken. Right. I mean, you know, they're flock, let's pick Hillary right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. They're, and I they're, really don't eat fish. I yeah. eat chicken all the time. <laughs> as, as do <laughs> so, I. As do I was I. like, I don't have no yeah. problem with the yeah, chicken, yeah, yeah. you know. As do I. But, um, so yeah, so it is funny how the, co- the, the job is kind of coming to them. Uh, Paul Ryan, that's an interesting topic. Um, 
I don't, you know, I, I guess I'm not happy about it. I'll say I just don't like him. Here's here's my thought on it. Um, I definitely didn't want McCarthy. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although he seems to speak the truth, so <laughs> maybe that's a great thing. Um, you know, and I didn't want, what was the other uh, contender that was possibly Chavez? Uh, uh, Chaffetz. Chaffetz. Jason Chaffetz, yeah. uh, senator from Utah. Here's the thing about Paul Ryan. He's young, mm-hmm. and we knew we know that he has presidential aspirations, which I think most people in Washington probably have that little inkling of, of, you know, of one course. day I would love to be president if it could fall in my lap, sure, you know. Sure. And what's really funny is this is kind of falling in Paul Ryan's lap. However, he, of course, was not going to accept it because of family issues and things that he wants to do in his political future. But because the Republicans are so torn... And they're not united. If they're all, if they all want him to go on board, it is the smartest move for him politically, uh, because he's going to step up to the plate. And um, if everybody wants him, then he can get what he wants done. You know. So I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting. You know. Here's at the end of the day, the Speaker of the House is going to be somebody who is conservative. Sure. So for now. Uh, yes, for now. <laughs> so you know. Personally, I don't. It, to me, it's not going to matter who's going to be there. I mean, we could have still had John Boehner all this time. So yeah. I'm okay for a little bit of change, um, as long as the change actually makes things happen. Um, I just right want, now. I just I, 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 as a Democrat, I would prefer someone who is just not willing to work across the aisle, but who ambitiously wants to. Yeah. He is but, a staunch. But who you know, is? But who is that? I, I don't you know. know. I don't know who, and that's, who, that's who has pulled, yeah. you know, but um, I, 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 I don't know. I suppose we'll see how it plays out. I don't like the terms he's given. I don't think it's fair. I mean, no, the man's well, voted Nobody else has terms like that ever. Leave. You know, he, and he, you know, I, I want the job, but if I do it poorly, you can't take it away. That, well, that's just, it's it's My ridiculous. feeling is, yeah, per, you know, family should definitely come first in people's mind, but when you are somebody who's third in line to the presidency, yeah. your country comes first. Of course. And so of you course. can't have all these things that your family comes first. I, this is my opinion. If you accept something that's for the people, um, that kind of has to come first. And so that's my feeling. But I also respect his position and wanting to be there for his family, unlike Newt Gingrich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's an admirable, admirable thing, of course, to be there with your family, but um, I, I, I don't know, you know, uh, you're, I'm not going to say your job comes before your family, but you're in a high-ranking position, um, and you have a lot of power, and you have a lot of responsibility, even more to that. So we'll, we'll see how, yeah. we'll see. It's we'll going to be interesting. I mean... Who knows what will happen? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about this whole election cycle since it basically started in March, um, that it's changed almost every week, every month, except for Donald Trump. He has stayed um, over 100 days as the clear frontrunner. Yes. You know, double-digit lead upon pretty much everybody yeah, he's the had, entire time, he's which had, he's had I don't know if has ever happened. I don't think it is. No, um, I, I Usually I, people... I go up and down in the polls sure. until it gets close to the, you know, beginning of the year when we start doing the caucuses yeah. and the primaries. So, and also it's never been done, I don't think, by somebody who is, I, I, I'm not going to say an outsider because he's a billionaire. Yeah. He's not necessarily an outsider, sure. but he's not a politician. Right. 
but he definitely has worked with the politician and the lobbyists yeah. to yeah. get things done for his own business. Yeah, so I don't want to call exactly him new. an anti-establishment person. Yeah. He is part of that. Right. Now, whether he really has Democratic or Republican views, I really don't know. Yeah, I really but don't know. He can thing. say everything he wants to say, and I don't even know what he's saying. Here, here's the thing. We've had two Republican debates so far. Yeah, and the next one is the next week. Right. We've had 17 candidates. You know, two of them have dropped out so far. It's all, it's all superficial what they're talking about. No one is really getting into the nitty right. gritty we gotta with get down five to Democrats the, on right. the stage. Two of whom, Jim Webb and Lincoln Chafee, people weren't even really listening to. You know, I mean, Jim Webb had to compete, compete for time. You know, so you had five people on the stage, and three of them were really doing, you know, right. getting into and it. And now it is down to those three. Right. Well, now, Lawrence, is it Lawrence Lessig? Is that his name? Uh, uh, the other president, uh, the other Democratic oh, presidential yeah, yes, candidate yes, yes. who the, the, will quit after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his one term, get money yeah. out of politics. And so I guess there's technically what? four. So I wonder if he'll ever get on the stage. But I don't think so. Because, I mean, with the way they're doing the the, 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 the debates, uh, you know, you need two and a half percent, three percent. It's a following. Most he's, people he's don't not, even know who he is. No, no. I mean, yeah. we just were fighting for his name. Right. Was exactly. <laughs> and we follow um, the news. Yeah. But no, so with Donald Trump, I it's going to take time for the candidates to kind of drop out and everything. And then he's just going to be diluted. That's what's going to happen. I yeah. believe with Trump, there's not going to be a VP. There's not Trump in, let's see, what are we October? I'd say, you know, by next June, next summer, I, he'll be gone out of the yeah. race. Well, and Ben Carson, I don't think will be in the race. Maybe he'll be a vice president, uh, you know, <sighs> candidate. will hang around for long enough. Speaking of Ben Carson, I, I think I just saw in Iowa, he took, he took over Donald Trump. Did you see that? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, yeah so, yeah. I mean, we'll see how but that goes. But also, Lindsey Graham is in the running there, too. Oh, okay. so. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, but so I think with now, time. The interesting we'll thing is, you know, Carly Fiorina, she had a huge uh, bump. bump from the debate. From the debate. Right. And now has just. Yeah. Is flatlining again. Yeah. And I, I think part of that is the media, mm-hmm. um, part of that is the money. And then part of that is the concentration is on these other candidates, you know? And regardless if they're going down or up, the f- people want to hear about Trump. The news people want to talk about Trump. Yeah. And so it becomes Trump and whoever's that next person underneath him, and that's who they're talking about. And same thing with the Democratic side. It's really Hillary and Bernie. O'Malley occasionally gets talked about, mm-hmm. but not really. Yeah, it's so it's going point. to become the Sanders and Hillary show. Really soon, I think. Uh, I, I would agree I think we're going to have one more debate unless O'Malley decides to drop out before then. Uh, but it's going to happen really quick. I, I, I don't I don't see, because we have five more Democratic I know. debates. I don't see five Only, more going with just two. I, well, I, I, I could see O'Malley just hanging in just to be heard, future political reasons, whatever it may be. Maybe. Um, I, I don't know. It depends what it'll cost him. I just think that after this next debate, if his poll numbers do not increase and yeah. his funding does not increase, yeah. there's no way he could compete with, you know, $28, $45 million from these other candidates and still get his message across. Yeah, that's true. And I think eventually he'll have to drop out. And, and I don't know what the... Um, criteria for the democratic debates will be to mm-hmm. get on the stage mm-hmm. what percentage will you have to have yeah for, to be the third person on there. yeah yeah that'll be interesting we'll see how that plays out as well um but even know, if but it's just the two of them i mean that'll be a sub sub you know substantive yeah, debate i mean we'll yeah. be, i mean you can't just you know get along for two hours yeah. without 
And I have to say, you know, people that are listening know that I'm a pro-Hillary Clinton supporter. Um, but, you know, I appreciate uh, Bernie Sanders. And um, if Hillary was not in the running, I would definitely consider uh, voting for him and, and promoting him. Um, but I think if, if Hillary was not in the picture, I think Biden would be running. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't think she would go unchallenged without a serious contender. Right. Um, but yeah, whether you're pro-Hillary, pro-Bernie, you're Republican, or you know you don't even like politics, I just uh, Bernie and Trump are are catalysts in the race. They Trump are. is framing the debate. You know, he's otherwise. I think Scott Walker would still be in it, and I think he'd have good poll numbers. To be honest, all right. You know, they would yeah. they would be Jeb would be doing great. Jeb would be. You up know, Bernie yeah. is not letting Hillary yeah. just go unchallenged. If it wasn't for Trump, I believe Jeb Bush would be the front runner. He would be the front runner, and yeah. the, this whole idea of Carson and Fiorina may not be so strong. I think they bandwagoned onto the whole we need to get the politicians. Exactly. You yeah. know, I think they they caught that train that Trump was clearly funding and and everything. Um, but yeah, I think I think Trump has exposed many weaknesses in Jeb, and he's I think he's shed light on uh, the difference. A lot of people are saying when Jeb was governor of Florida, he was a much different kind of politician, and right now he's just kind of flatlining. I mean, it's it's you know I I'm not and he is a uh, introvert. So, um, I think that hurts him in the long run. Yeah. You can't, it's really hard to run for a public office that's so huge where you're going to get so criticized and be an introvert. I think you can, but I think you need to run on that. We have had many great presidents who in the social media day that we're in wouldn't, you know, maybe not be the most attractive. You know, of of course we're a visceral country. Well, that's true. uh, That's true. uh, Yeah. Yeah, so... Um. Well, and here's the interesting thing that, I, you know, I'm kind of upset about um, about the whole social media and where the country is today as far as when we talk about electing someone who is going to be our next president. And we do start talking about all these superficial things and we make all these vines and Snapchats and, and images of our these political candidates doing really crazy we, we capture moments and then we put it on repeat and it sure. becomes their character, which is not their character. It's yeah. what we want to make their character. Right. And, you know, Hillary Clinton, of course, had her testimony yesterday. And, of course, I watched most of the, the entire thing. But I got online and one of the very first posts I had about the testimony wasn't about the testimony. It was like the 20 different faces of Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And I'm like, if that was an, a male... I don't think that would be up there. Right. You know, and if that was not part of the social media world, that would not be up there. Right. At the same time, I do think, and let me, I would like to hear what you think, but do you think social media is actually helping people get involved? And is it helping people choose the right candidates? Or is it making a joke of everything and it's not really helping? I think social media is way more pro than negative. Yeah. I think um, when... The fact that I, I mean, am, the reason Trump hasn't had to spend millions of dollars like other candidates is because of social media and the news outlets. Sure. He doesn't have to pay. He doesn't have to get you know. Yeah. He just talks. Yeah. Yeah. Before it, 
all of social media and before internet, candidates have to get out on the road. They had to get on that train. I mean, they had to get also, on that trolley. They say something in one room, and they can say something in another room right. without it really leaking It's also everywhere. who you're speaking to, who your constituents are. Mike Huckabee is not going to be the social media spinster that Barack Obama could be. You know, of course. I mean, it's just you're... you're Although, did you see the latest social media for Mike Huckabee? No, I didn't. That's it's, ironic. It's him on, like... He was on a, his head, his head on a female body, and several other like naked bodies with a tattoo on the back because he was talking about getting some t- like he was comparing Hillary Clinton testimony with getting a tattoo of somebody, and I don't remember who it was. But so then everybody took that quote and actually made, made it happen. Mean, right. So I'll have to look into that. But again, it's not him necessarily doing the social media. It's other. It's. The citizens right. creating right. this. But I mean, as far as reaching out and getting your message out, um, it's going to be harder for, you know, people on the right and people, you know, who's, you know, I mean, the, the left leans more towards the young, towards, you know, people, people that are out there using the technology. Yeah. So, yes, me personally, I use Facebook. I talk to people who I went to college with. I talk to people from high school who I would never speak with at all. And we're able to share our thoughts back and forth. I love social media when it comes to politics. Now, can I ask you a question about that? Because I feel, uh, you know, on my feed, I don't get a lot of the people who are uh, Democratic don't necessarily post a lot of posts. They don't, no. It's the Republicans no. or conservative people that yes. post anti-Democratic candidates yes. Yes. and conspiracy theories. Yes. Yeah. And and yeah. they will come in and comment on maybe a post that I post. Yes. Um, for example, all I did was say, hey, I got up early to watch the Benghazi testimony. And someone, everyone's like, oh, you look nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a picture of me. It had no political. But then someone had to be like, well, support your lady. I'm like. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I just don't know I if spend, it's so productive. I spend a lot of time debunking things, you know, people are constantly, I see, I have a couple people. But do they listen or do they just stop posting? I, of course there's some that just won't, they won't respond, but we'll still be friends on Facebook, so right. I know I haven't crossed the line. Right. But, and, you know, but I do have others that do respond, and, and sometimes it just comes down to a difference of belief. I mean, things, you know, like your Second Amendment, it's not something we're going to hash out over a couple comments on Facebook. No. I mean, these are, you, these are, you know, big broad topics that are hairy and you know they have many layers to them so it you know I, I, I of course there's a lot of you know like garbage that goes out it's just random statistics or whatever but it gets people talking otherwise it That's would be true. Lamar Odom you know you know what I mean or it would be the next other person <laughs> uh, out of react yeah, it would, I would be something I, you know I, it, the, the fact that people are talking is just it's enough yeah. well it's not enough but it, do you it, think it's, people it's are just going to get so tired that oh, they're talking yeah. but my fear is they get so wrapped up in the political season now that when it comes time to vote they don't get out to vote because they just assume someone's going to win because we've preached well, it. Well, that's another thing with the Electoral College, depending on the state you live in. When I lived in New York, you know, and, and Barack was running, President Barack was running against uh, Mitt Romney, you know, I was like, go out and vote. And they're like, it's New York. They're going to vote for Obama. And I was like, it's not just that, though. And two people yeah, out there there's other things on the ballot, It's not too. just about if you're going to sway the presidential choice. It's, of course, the ballots also. But you are recording your vote. And at another time, they're going to look back and go, oh, wow, more people came out to vote. More people are listening. Yeah. You know, we, you know, when Speaker of the House we're talking about in the Republican majority, that's because no one goes out to vote for your midterm elections. You yeah. don't know who's running. Well, and, and, it's, and it's just, and it's just 
I don't know. That's what people say. I, I'm from Oklahoma, and if people got out to vote on the Democratic side, they could change that state blue. Sure. I believe Texas can, too. Uh, yeah, they can. But Democrats don't necessarily get out to vote, which blows my mind because I feel like most of them, you know, are very passionate about those topics, but they assume that it is that type of state, so yeah. they just don't do yeah. it. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, well, well uh, you know... If I think I it should be a national holiday. I think everybody should be off work, oh, except yeah. for the people who have to work the polls. <laughs> no, I, I definitely... You know, I, I mean, you know, voter laws and everything, we can go far into that. There are many... It, it's, it needs to be more accessible of, of how to vote. I mean, it shouldn't be this, this hard. But, of course, Republicans... You know, and and I want to say this because I have friends that are Republicans. I have family members who are Republicans, or uh, you know, definitely conservative. And when I when I say the word Republicans, and I lump them into one group, just like I would say I lump the Democrats in one group. When mm-hmm. I say that, and I may say something negative like, "Oh, well, Republicans say this." I'm not necess- necessarily saying you know, well, my best friend who's a Republican is saying that. They may not necessarily believe what the politicians are saying of course but here but i have to say it that way because if if i'm a republican and i go vote for a republican president and i vote for republican congress and i vote for republican senate and those leaders start making decisions that i no longer agree with um it is still the Republicans that are making those decisions. So when I say that the Republicans believe this, I am kind of lumping everybody together because you voted for those people. Those are representing you. Those are your ideals. Right. If you vote for somebody, that's what you're saying you support. Yeah, right. Regardless if you agree what they're doing. Yeah. So if I vote Hillary Clinton for president and something were to happen and you know, people come back to me and go, well, you voted for her. I would go, yeah, you're right. You know, I made a mistake or whatnot. But my point is a lot of people just get so held up, like, don't treat us like we're all the same. And I get that each person's going to have their own views. But if you are so Republican and so conservative and you vote for these people and they're doing stuff you don't agree with, it doesn't matter. You voted for them and you are part of that team. You right, know, right. unless you qualify yourself as an independent, then we can talk yeah. other ways. But yeah, and you could swing both ways, maybe like Donald Trump. I don't know. But I just wanted to get that out there because I do feel like, you know, I have family members who are really like uh, Rush Limbaugh type oh, conservative. Oh, God. Freedom Caucus. Yes. And, you know, and I love them. And we completely disagree on lots of things. And a lot of times we can debate a healthy debate. But at the end of the day, I must say, if I say, well, Republicans are this, well, that includes you. Yeah. You know, it does. You voted for them. That includes you. Yeah. And so that's what I want people to really think about this election is it doesn't matter whether you signed up to be a Democrat or Republican. Really look at the issues. Really look at the productivity of the people you're voting for. And if they're doing things that you don't agree with, maybe second guess 
and reconsider who you're voting for. Don't just vote Republican because you're a Republican. Oh, it no. may be the worst decision you ever oh, make to not, vote Donald Trump in. Do not or vote. Same a thing party with vote. a Hillary no, or Sanders. No, no, you no. may go, well, maybe we don't want the country to go that way, and yeah. I have to vote some yeah. other way. Yeah. Really think about it. And I just feel like people are so closed minded when we do go on Facebook and we do talk about different views. Maybe look outside the box a little bit. Yeah. Why do you think one person's thinking one way? Really look at where they're getting their information for from. Yeah. yeah. And you don't, know, look at the facts. Don't don't be scared of don't be scared of these uh, vague terms that both sides have, such as go out and look up what socialism means. Right. Okay. Go up. Look at what it means. Look up the different types of socialism. Look up you know how it what it works, what doesn't work. Look up capitalism. Look up these different forms, and don't just write them off. You know, don't you know Republicans not they're not bad people completely. You know, look look more into. It. Well, and it's kind of like um, the the whole gun control issue that's going on right now. A lot of people who are NRA people and, you know, conservative, really Republican, have this fear that if a Democrat wants to have gun reform and, you know, bring gun safety back into discussion and create policies, they think we're stripping the Second Amendment. Right. And they think that we're going to come to their front door and take all their guns away. Well, right. You because know? the tactic of the Republicans is a wrecking ball. It, they, when they go in and it's just like with Obamacare, they want to go in and they just want to wreck it and they just want to like smash it down. You know, it's... But it's, if you look at what's going on, most Americans do support some type of gun control. They yeah. would rather, you know, you can still get a gun, but let's make sure you, you get the gun legally yeah. and safely. You're trained on it. You store it in a safe place. Why... You know, listen. I, you can't go to Walgreens and buy too much uh, flu medicine, or you, you know, too much of something like that without uh, the computer going. What's going on? But you can go buy a rifle. You can go buy right. a gun. Hollow right. point bullets. You know, yeah. semi-automatic. I mean, these things need to be revisited in the Constitution. It says to allow for a constitutional convention mm-hmm. to come together and kind. I mean, times change. This is 1776. Yeah. I was a Boy I, Scout. I've shot shotgun. I've shot rifle and I believe organizations like that uh, who teach people how to use things properly and uh, they're all about gun safety they're all about how to clean it properly they're all about doing the right thing uh, and with the right supervision we need that for guns we need that for um, you know I I was talking to Somebody the other day this is off topic from the guns, but it talks. It, it's 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 about safety. It's about laws. It's time to reconsider drinking and driving. You know, I, I feel in Brazil you cannot legally drive in a car if you've had one drink. I agree. It should not. You know, we have too many accidents. We talk about you know, and here's the funny thing: a lot of Republicans say, "Well, you know." Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Well, you're right. And um, also, cars don't kill people. People kill people. We need enforcement and laws on the road just like we would need for guns. We need enforcement. You know? I I, I think... um, 
when people say guns don't kill people, people kill people. I I think it's kind of just a pass off of of just trying to go past the whole conversation. Okay, this is an instrument created to specifically kill. It's not created to you know do this. Oh, and also it's 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 an item to protect life to take life or for it's sport. It's a double edged sword. Or, or for sport, you know, like you, you know, know, people go out and shoot. Um, you, the, Th- fake that's, targets. That, that's a use you could use the gun for, right. but I, in my opinion, guns but were never created. Guns were never created for clay shooting. Or that's or not an automatic why, weapon. That's, that's not right. their origin. That's not why man created a gun. Right. These things are tools of death. Well, and the other thing is a lot of the laws that are in our Constitution uh, were created at the beginning of time, you know, for the United States. Of course. I mean, it's, so, it's completely, you know. So... T- you know, when things change, rules change. Right. And I think it's time that we do look at what laws and rules we have. And it's okay to amend them, get rid of them, mm-hmm. change them. Yeah. But we do need both sides to come together, work together, because that does represent the people. So let's just not say let's not talk about it, but let's have an open discussion about it. Let's have a healthy debate about all these issues. As opposed to, oh, well, they're going to do this and, uh, you know. Yeah, Obama wants to round up all the guns yeah. and take away all How your, about, okay, you know. th- that's what you want to do? Let's debate it. Let's right. see if you're right about it. Prove right. it. Right. And, I, and, and let's, look at, let's look at these things plausibly. You know, Donald Trump wants to round up all the immigrants. They say Obama wants to round up all the guns. There's too many immigrants and there's too many guns to round up. We there's 300 million guns in America. We are not going to go around like no. you know with the trucks. You know, oh, toss no. them in. Right. It's just stuff that's not going to even happen. So why don't we move past it and let's look at ways to deal with it? You yeah. know, let's look at ways to come together and reach a consensus. Yeah. I mean, it's we're a civilized country. I'm sure the majority of Americans agree that um, smoking cigarettes kill people and yes. give people cancer. Yes. And it took a long time for people uh, to get the government to create regulations for the tobacco industry. Right, right. Well, I think it is happening now that we will get gun reform. It's going to happen. And I think what we need to do is to make sure all Americans are represented and get the Republicans and Democrats to actually talk and work together and create whatever we need to make happen. We're not taking away guns, but we need to do something as opposed to nothing. Now, do you think this gun reform is going to be fueled by the next president? Absolutely. Do you you think it's going to be a... Absolutely. (laughs) And hopefully, here's the thing, is a lot could happen before then. I I think it was today. It may have not been today, but maybe it was the same day as... Well, that would have been yesterday. (laughs) But as the testimony was going on, I believe there was another shooting. Um, And... I think it was in Tennessee. Oh, okay. I mean, I saw an officer was It was shot brief, but now it's almost like it happens all the time that I don't even pay attention to it anymore. Yeah, it's sad. That's sad. Yeah, oh, it's sad. You know? Oh, it's sad. Um, you become desensitized to it, and it's almost, you know, then it becomes a normal thing, which is not okay. Yeah. Okay, so what did you think of Hillary Clinton's testimony? Did you get to watch anything? I saw bits and pieces of it. You know, there were some that I just watched for an hour straight, and then there was times I was watching the news. Um, I, I, I think... The perfect way to put it is, uh, I forgot what his name was, uh, Representative... Trey Gowdy. Trey Gowdy, right. uh, Sorry, Gowdy. Gowdy, okay. Trey Trey Gowdy. Um, uh, And I remember they asked him at the end of it, what did you learn today? Uh, He shrugged, looked to the side, and goes, well, I don't think that she gave, you know, much... Okay. Yeah. Plain and simple. Talk about sticking a foot in your mouth. You were going... When you went in in the morning, you had a mission. 
Did you no, not? Well, that's the thing is I don't think they did have a mission. The mission was to hurt her poll numbers, to no. hurt her politically. I, I really think that. Listen to... I mean, if you watch the entire testimony, there were moments where they had visuals that wasn't because it's, you know, the seven Demo- or the five Democrats, the seven Republicans up there in front of one Hillary Clinton. There's no one else uh, testifying, right. being a witness. Right. OK. And th- so they had visuals to show Hillary to make it clear what their points were. And they were talking to her angrily as opposed to asking questions to actually dissect what's going on. Because I actually believe Benghazi is an issue we should talk about. Mm -hmm. I do believe that there are unanswered questions. Um, I don't believe that it's Hillary Clinton's negligence or uncaring ability, which that's what they were trying to make it sound as if she didn't care about her friend, uh, Chris Stevens, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, is... There was a moment in the testimony where a guy holed up a blank piece of paper and ripped it in half, showing... And then there was a moment where this woman presented a whole stack of papers and compared one stack of papers to another stack of papers, which actually I think was amazing because Hillary actually got to say, hey, I used my email, but the reason you're not seeing a lot of things that you need is because I didn't use my email for classified information. Right. All that information yeah. was through other sources. Yeah. And not even just that. She was saying, I don't use my email to do my Secretary of State job. I use my being. People I, I'm can on the s- phone. I'm with people. And the whole Sidney I mean, Blumenthal thing is like, he can surely send me whatever he wants, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to use it or not. Yeah. Anyone can send anyone emails. Yeah. Um, I, this I, whole email situation I mean, is it's just, stupid. It, it's cost almost $5 million. I mean, I just... I well, think and here's the thing. She, she is not under investigation with the FBI. The FBI is looking through emails and the server and making sure everything was as safe as possible because it was not illegal to have. Right. She did everything um, within the law. Was it the right thing to do uh, politically? No. Absolutely not. No. And she has said that. Right. Did she respond... It, in a way at the beginning of this that she should have to make it not so harsh on her politically. No. Um, which goes to show to me that she doesn't really think about, um, what she's doing politically necessarily for her good. Like sometimes she's not always on her She's not so calculated. She's she's actually working for the American people doing things and she made mistakes. That's a good point. That's You know what I mean? Everyone thinks she's so calculated. Well, Evidently, she's not. Yeah, yeah. And it shows that she's human. And we, you know, I I, I, I would not have done that, but I will say this. Um, it does make sense to me because this email setup was um, set up before she got in to, the, to be Secretary of State, before she was even accepted the job. Right. She had this email set up for her campaign, and she just kept it. Right. People had her email address. It made sense to keep it. I understand that. It's not the best move politically. Yeah. Um, because it gives your uh, counterparts, you know, ammunition. Yeah. But other than that, she's going to be okay. And and this is my point on this issue. If Hillary believed that she made such a huge mistake with this email thing that it would hurt her 
ability to A, earn the nomination, and B, win the general election, and that would give the election or the White House to the Republicans, she would resign from, or she would end her campaign because she doesn't want to see somebody other than the Democrats take the White House. And I really believe that if the Democrats thought she wasn't going to get this, that Joe Biden would have stayed in. And so I feel that all is going to be okay as far as this, because I, of that. I, I just think Bernie hit the nail on the head during the Democratic debate. debate. We're sick of hearing about these damn emails. Well, I think the Democrats are. I don't think the Republicans are. I think, so I don't, I, I don't I think disagree. His, I, think, I think the Republicans are sick of hearing it. I think they're just, they don't, it's one of those things, you've spent so much time, you don't want to walk away and go, yeah, you know what, I was kind of an idiot. You know, like that, they don't want to, I, 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 honestly, I think, I, I think really they're sitting there. I think Trey Gowdy, Dowdy, whatever his name is. Yeah. I think he sat on the committee going, okay, what can I, it is Hillary's day. Just like the debate, it is her day to unravel. They wanted her to go in there and perhaps behave the same way, but she took she the opportunity. It. I, I firmly believe they started the committee maybe to damage her poll numbers. They know that, that and, there's nothing and there. And here's another good thing about that is, you know, from her uh, testimony, and I think it was 2012 or 2013, um, and she had just uh, got out of the hospital uh, for her medical condition. I forgot what it was. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the thing when you hit your head? Uh, Amnesia? No. <laughs> no, when you hit your head and concussion. Oh, so yeah, she had yeah. a kind of a small concussion. Right. So she had trouble with her eyesight and, you know, she had medication and she got over the concussion. I've had a concussion before. Sure. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. So she's okay now. And, um, but the thing is, is during that testimony, she lost her control as far as her temper goes, which is doable because she's human and she has every right to lose her temper if she believes one way and she keeps getting hammered by these questions. Sure. Okay, but here's the thing. But as a presidential contender, you don't want to lose your cool. So she learned, she learned, and she, she changed. And she was very human, very relatable, and very poised and controlled. And you need that in a president, okay? Because you're going to be dealing with lots of hot seat situations. You're going to be talking to Republicans for a long time. You need to be able to hold your cool and still make your points. And she was able to do that. And I just want to say, if you want a candidate who can hear the criticism and then change and actually learn from it, that's a great thing. And I think she did that from one testimony to the other. She definitely changed yeah. as far as that goes. I mean, of course you want a president that's not going to lose their, you know, their, like their uh, emotions or whatever. But I, I don't, I don't, I, the whole polish thing is Hillary's chink in her armor. I think, you know, I, I don't like how polished she is all the time. I like seeing Bernie get up there and kind of get angry at these situations. I mean, we're, you know, there's things that it's like. But, but here's the thing is if you go back to. Uh, Bernie's career and you go back to videos of him speaking he's always like this it's not that he has just now started to go hey I'm mad at the system he's been mad at the system for a long time yes but and so this is not a change not that it's new no it's it, not new for right. him it's new for other people to hear um, and I think that's one thing I think to help Bernie to Bernie to help Bernie's poll numbers and, and this is one thing I wanted to talk about today is uh, what does Bernie need to do to win what does Hillary need to do to win and to me, Bernie has done everything he needed to do 
to make his case for president. He's done. Now he's got to get to the reliability. He needs to come across as... um, He needs to... You know, he doesn't... He's not necessarily shouting his points, but he needs to get a little bit more poised and a little bit more control because he is going to be dealing with world conflicts and not just e- economic conflicts. Right, right, right. And you can raise your voice about raising the minimum wage, you know, but you can't raise your voice when you're talking to Vladimir Putin. Right. Okay? Right. So this is what I want to see from Bernie is I want to see kind of a, a, a dial back a little bit but still very focused on the issues and making the points that he needs to make. I think for Bernie to, I mean, first receive, I, 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 if he gets the nomination, he'll win. I, I mean, I see a Democrat winning regardless, to be honest, doesn't matter who. You know, I, they're, they're going to win. I don't see the Republicans winning. I just I don't see it happening. So that being said, uh, for Bernie to get the nomination, he needs to debunk this Democratic Socialism. When people, he was on Bill Maher, Bill Maher was like, I'm not going to let you leave the right, show yeah, I saw that, unless, yeah. you know what I mean? He let him leave the show without completely, you know, Bernie takes, well, democratic socialism, you know, it's not being a casino capitalist. Okay, well, that's, you know, you don't define something by saying what it's not. He needs to debunk this for people. I have friends on Facebook. I'm not voting for a socialist. Right. What does, well, yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah. You, you don't even know what that means. But but and, but here's my question: Is that person who said that is that a person who's conservative or is that She's person who's democratic? She's very so. I, I feel like most democratic voters are not necessarily saying that they would never vote for socialists. You know, if it was Bernie, and uh, who was the front runner, and maybe Hillary wasn't in it anymore, and it was Bernie and O'Malley, I I don't think Demo- I think Democrats would embrace Bernie, and this would not be an issue. But because you're having Two strong people running right now, Hillary and and that, and because Hillary has the chance to be the first woman, that's holding a big heavy weight on that side of the field. Yeah. But if she was a guy, I kind of think that Bernie would win the nomination. Interesting. I, don't I know really that I think would definitely agree with that. I, don't, I think I, don't. I really think that because the Democrat base really wants a woman president and the here's a chance to make it happen on their ticket not the republican side but their ticket to make it happen um i really feel that that is a huge president yes hillary has experience and yes she's been in the democratic view and um and in those spotlights and in that community so she's built up a rapport of people so she definitely has a machine uh with huge mass of supporters but I honestly believe that because she is a woman with the experience of all that, that is the huge heavyweight that makes people want to keep her in the front running position. I don't think it's because if you look at the the issues between Bernie and Hillary, they're not that far apart. There's only a few instances where Bernie just goes a little further. Right. And when you get to the general election, you can dial that back to be more moderate to get the general election vote. What Hillary's doing is she's staying moderate and going a little bit left, but she can always bring that back, you know, uh, because she just needs to get the nomination in the, 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 the you know, to win the primary. And right. to do that, she needs to pull in some liberals. But once the general election comes, she can get that because 
she's going to pull from the bigger base. Yeah, you know, I, I think you made a great point, but I am going to say I disagree. I think that um, if it was more of a woman's thing, I think Carly Fiorina maybe wouldn't be in the lead, but I think she would be more... I, if, if it was a woman's thing, I think yeah, people but would like... doesn't have the track record of someone like Hillary She doesn't have the political track record, but she... And although you can question her business choices, she has an impressive record. I mean, come on. The woman was a secretary. She worked her all the way up to CEO. You know, she maybe has made not the best choices. Things haven't... Donald all, Trump also started from down here and he has worked his way He did, up. but he... Down here is somebody else's all the way up here because so he had was, his father's but connections. here's the other thing. So was Hillary Clinton. She also started off in a poor family, middle class, and yes, worked her way up. with Bill. She worked... You know well, what I mean? Like, that's you know, true. And, and she had, had know, a man's help. But yeah, Right, but but she I I'm, she's held I'm, her own. I'm gonna give Carly Fiorina her due credit because there are some things I do like about her, and I, I think, like her ability I, to communicate. And I think if we're talking about success or or whatever, I want to commend Carly Fiorina. She she is you know that, that, that it's a beautiful American thing is to go in and work as a secretary and work your your way. Well, I will say this for a Fortune 100 company. I think that's a great thing. So I think if it was a woman's thing, I think it would be a deeper battle between Hillary and Fiorina. And, and it may and, come that way. And I think I think more people would be pushing Elizabeth Warren. There is of course some Elizabeth Warren talk for later on, but I think you know it. If, if any woman, I, I don't know, I, I'm just a big Elizabeth Warren fan, so oh, no, I would love I, to see. I love Elizabeth but Warren. No, I don't, I don't, I don't just want to take away the credit um, because uh, I, I don't think Bernie would be in the lead if, if Hillary was a man or Hillary wasn't in it, or I don't know. But um, I, I, I don't think it's a I don't know, thing. because I think people are just so pro-Hillary. Why are they so pro-Hillary? You know what, maybe four years ago before Barack was re-elected, I think it was more of, oh, we had our first African-American, our first black president, and now we want our first woman president. No. But you know what? I think See, after, I think it I comes think after back this from now f- eight years, people are going, you know what? No. Change is good, and it's nice to see the country revolutionized, but we want someone who's going to do it and is going to do it right. And I think, well, I agree I with think that. the American people are waiting for the right woman president. I don't – I. That's but what just, does that mean? What is what is the right woman? No. Are we saying the right man ever? No, I'm. It's not like that. What I'm saying is, it's the right woman president, meaning the, the next woman who's more qualified, who's who's I think will be better for the job. I, you know what I mean? I don't. I. It's just a gesture. I don't. You know, for Hillary. The I. I, I just think. I, I. I think that everybody was so excited in in, in the. When you go back to 2008, and it was between uh, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, everyone, you know, definitely picked their sides. And I think all those pro-Hillary supporters um, were really excited to get that, you know, those cracks in the ceiling and really get that going. And it didn't happen. And they, you know, Hillary united and went on Barack's side. But I still think all those voters were still so ready for Hillary that they're back again. And all those same voters really still want that person in the White House. And um, so here's the thing is I don't, if it was just wanting a woman president, um, you know, and people wanted the first woman president, Carly Fiorina would be up in the polls. It's not just about being a woman because evidently she's not. Right. But I think the reason that more people are not for Sanders and more for Hillary is because she is a woman and she's part, you know, and because it's Hillary too. But if it was... If it was someone who was just as strong as Hillary, but a male, 
I feel that with all the controversies, I feel like a lot of voters would have switched to the Sanders role hmm. because it is new, it's fresh, and um, you're, between two males, I, I would disagree. go for the. I would go I, for. I, the, I think Bernie is an underdog guy. He is. He is the underdog. Well, he would have been the. Under, I'm not know, saying even, that he would have been. I, I'm saying he would have started off as an underdog, but he so would think, come out as you, the nominee you and if, win. You think if Bill was running, maybe. If if it was Bill and Bernie, Bernie would be ahead. And I'm not talking about Bill, you know, like former president Bill Clinton. I'm talking about if Bill Clinton was a politician now and he was running against Bernie Sanders, you think Bernie would be leading? I think they, well, that's interesting because I think they both have interesting charisma. Um, and um, there's... No way. Yeah, because no when I watch Bernie Sanders, I'm drawn to him. I want to listen. We're drawn and to him from the contradiction of the other candidates. Well, but that's if, if he was up there with other suave, I, I, I don't, I disagree. I think Bernie is an underdog guy. I don't think even if he is. So do you think he, to me, to me, by saying that he's an underdog, he, he can never be front runner. You just don't think that'll happen, uh, regardless uh, no, if, it I think, a, of course, if it was Bill or Hillary. I think the, of course, the, I think the underdog could win. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone in the Republican Party who who is equally an underdog that I think could also win the not like a Marco Rubio. He's not really the underdog over there. You know, he's got some good light shed on him. But I think as far as the race goes, Marco Rubio is the underdog out of all of them. You know, he's he's one of the serious candidates that people are going. You know, he could win. I think he's got. <laughs> It's I, so hard to listen to the Republicans and try to go, well, which one should get it? And I'm like, which, you know, it, all of them make my head explode. Yes, yes, yes. But I, I anyway, okay. I, I think Rubio would be uh, the, the, the guy on the I right I think end. Rubio could capture a really good youth vote. Yes, youth, you know, Latino immigrant vote for sure. You know, he, he could... I think he's just waiting to make his move. I think he knows right now if he challenges Trump. I do think that is what's going know, on with his his just, thing. He's and chilling. I think similar to Jeb Bush um, a little bit. I think Jeb Bush has broken out a little bit ju recently just because of the comments of what Trump said about 9-11. But what Trump actually said is true. And you, if 9-11 if happened on Barack Obama's term, at the beginning of his term. Everyone would be saying oh, yeah. he didn't keep us safe. It would be his uh, his attack. You know, it would, right. it would be his, yeah, oh, yeah, right. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, but, oh, But yeah. I do want to put things in perspective. You know, as someone who likes politics, I can clearly say what each side is using as tactics. Yes. But the truth of the matter is, is you have a president and things happen in the future that resulted from that president. So you cannot look at somebody's presidential term as the just that term. You have to look at what happened after that term because some of the things and policies and uh, relations that that president had affects what goes on further down the line. As far as looking at a presidential term and... So you could say Bill Clinton, who was before George Bush, before 9-11 happened, because 9-11 happened really quickly once George Bush got in... Uh, you know, in the White House, part of the issue is there were some things that probably could have been handled better in the Bill Clinton administration to make 9-11 not happen. Right. Okay. But that doesn't mean that that would have, you know, helped. We don't know. We don't know.
you know, what we can do is this is what happened and we have to learn from it and not make that mistake again. Same thing with Benghazi. It happened, so now we have to learn from it and not make that mistake again. Um, but see, this is the thing about people is we need a person to alleviate the burden of the responsibility of why did this happen. Yes, it was the president who is in charge of everything. He's the top of command. Right. But there's lots of people underneath. I don't feel, and I don't like Bush, but I don't feel the need to put that on his shoulders. No. You know what I mean? I don't, it just like. Well, it's because Trump said it. He's trying to make, you know, political things. But it is true. It is, it is true, but if we're going to go with that logic and we're talking about Benghazi, then I think General Petraeus should have been called to testify. I mean, he was the leader of the, he was, uh, you know, the director of the CIA. I mean, I think more people above the Secretary of State who are in charge of intelligence. I mean, we have a whole, we have the military, we have a whole set of people whose sole duty is to know the safety, intelligence, what's going on, attacks, all this. The Secretary of State, it's not just her job. Yeah. Now, whether she responded, whatever, that's you know the committee's job. But um, ba- basically, I don't think we need to just put you know these things on the person in power's shoulder. Yeah. Alright, well, we're coming up on a whole hour, and we could just keep talking over and over again could, about all these different issues, and, um, and that's one thing I love about politics is, it, to me, it does not get boring. I could you know, we could go from one end issue to another and talk about that and we could talk about, you know, exactly. So, uh, unfortunately, um, we have to go, but I want to ask every, every time I have someone over, I, um, ask them, uh, 10 words or uh, maybe two words, but I say something and then your response is your thought. So it could, you could, Give me your thought. Could be a word. It could be two words. It could be a paragraph. It could be a story from your childhood. It doesn't matter. Okay. But it's just whatever pops in your head. You let me know. Okay. All right. So, mm-hmm. my first word is China. 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 <laughs> I think China is an interesting topic. Um, I've been listening to podcasts lately about uh, China and the relationship with America. And um, I, I mean, it's very complicated. I think uh, it's a great country. Um, I mean, it's a superpower. I mean, they're very, right. they're, they're very powerful. Uh, I, basically, America has dominated the West. Right. You know, we have, we, we have learned that the only way to survive in the world is to be a strong country, military first, but a strong country. Yeah. I think China has understood that if they're going to survive over in the East with Russia, Japan, North Korea, uh, I think they, I, I think they're just trying to be the tough guy. I think they're just trying to survive over there. So uh, I think there are things like that that we have to kind of look past. You know, they how, have to muscle up. How do we um, get jobs back in America and not? have everything made in China. I mean, why are, why are, I know it's cheaper to make them there, evidently. Why is it cheaper to make them there and not here? Why can't we figure a way? We're Americans. Why can't we make it cheaper? It's, a, I or mean, why it's, can't it's, we just make it? It's a lot of things. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's trade deals. I mean, it's just like what Obama's fighting for, this new trade deal. It's to lower tariffs. So it's easier to ship things into the country. If, you know, we go to send something over there. But is that is that good in the long run to, to ship things here? I don't, you know, to- and I don't know. And this is the hard part with the common person getting into politics. Right. Is it's hard to just understand what the mass effect is with the economy when you change this, when you lower this. So I'm not, I'm going to plead ignorance on that. I'm, yeah. I don't know exactly Did how, I. you know, what it affects. It 
it's just not my area of expertise. Yeah. But um, as far as getting jobs back, we have we as a nation need to demand it. We need to say like you know if people shop, some people shop at American Apparel because it's American made. Yeah. You know we we as a nation need to if you're gonna open up as business, you know you might have to sacrifice. Uh, making more money to go overseas. I mean, it's whether you think to me, I think it's a it's a it's a moral issue. If I'm gonna open up a business, I don't really want to employ you know five thousand people of another country. I'd rather put those uh, jobs in America. But it's hard with money. It's, it is. It's just an economic it issue. Is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Immigration. Immigration is something that I think we need to address with open arms. Right. It's not something like the Second Amendment where we kind of, I think we need to tiptoe more around that because I think it's a sensitive issue. Immigration is something that we as a country need to say we are an immigration nation. That's, that sounds like a good <laughs> platform to run on. Yeah. But we're a country built up of beautiful immigrants and you know, when you say immigration, some people might just think Mexico. I think of all countries. I think of people with beautiful talents and skills and smarts and education coming here to making this a better place. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't, immigration is definitely not the boogeyman for me. I think we need to, of course, regulate it. Right. And I think right. we need to make it where, I mean, you know, if you guys are coming in masses, it's not going to be good for you. You know, eventually there's not going to be the jobs that you guys right. will have. So, you know, we need to do it in a smart way. But no, I am not, you know. What do you think about, um, uh, I'm trying to, um, there, I think it's Detroit. The mayor of Detroit said that he, you know, because after the recession, a lot of people lost their homes and moved out of Detroit. Um, so there are literally dozens of houses uh, neighborhoods with houses that are completely empty. No one's living there. It's like ghost town. Right. And the Detroit mayor, I believe, uh, recently said, you know what? Why don't we bring all those uh, Syrian refugees over here and they can stay in these houses and get jobs and help build up the de- Detroit because American citizens aren't moving back here. So why don't we just bring them and have them safely here and they can work f- you know, in the community and, and earn wages and, and help each other out. And I think that's, to me, that is what America is about. That's generosity. That's extending the olive branch. And that is showing that America is made up from all sorts of different types of religions and cultures. And it doesn't matter who you are, black, white, gay, straight, you know, from different cultures, we can come together and still be free. Yeah. I think it speaks to people's own view of themselves when they kind of see people coming here from other countries and, oh, you're going to try and change the way we live. Well, and, well, and I, who, who's saying that? White people. White people. Yeah. White yeah. people. Right. And I'm yeah. white. Yeah. As am I. <laughs> For the record. <laughs> yeah. We're on the radio. but because, Yeah, on the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I completely agree. And um, I mean, I just, it's, people think of this as like, you think people think of America as like Smallville, where it's like this just same, you know, like it's not. We are a diverse country and we're awesome because of it. You know, you go to some other countries and you could drive from one end to the other and it'd be somewhat similar. You're, you drive from New York to California and you have seen so many different types of Americans. Right. You know, yeah. it's beautiful. So I say bring them, bring them. Um, but we, we do need, we do need the reform. We need yeah. the regulation. Yeah. Yeah. We do need security yeah. at our borders. But we need to help. But we need we, to help. 
are not going to deport 11 million people. It's not going to happen. So get over that whole idea. That's not going to happen. It would cost taxpayers millions of dollars. Yeah. So the effects would be catastrophic. You know, you, you know, we can elect a Republican in the white house and we can get all these tax breaks. But then when we send 11 million immigrants home, right. You're going to be paying for it. Right. So the, the Koch brothers are pouring $900 million. They plan to pour $900 million into this campaign No one should have cycle. that type of money. <laughs> We're talking about close to a billion dollars just in picking a candidate that's not going to win, let's face it. Well, and, and don't forget, just because you pick a candidate doesn't mean that's the change you're actually going to get. You know, everyone elected Barack Obama, and right. yes, changes yeah. happened. Yeah. There has been changes. Yeah. It's a, it, it was historical yeah. 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 to have him elected. It's empty money. But the, the, the thing is, when a politician or anybody, outsider, insider, doesn't matter, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, doesn't matter who it is, but when they run for president... You also have a Congress, and you have a Senate, and you have all these local yeah. politicians. Yeah. You have to get all of them on the same idea path as the president. Otherwise, all the changes that you wanted through that one person electing president don't happen. Right. So this idea of, well, I'm only going to go out and vote for a president, and who cares about the other elections? Well, then please just don't go out and vote, because evidently you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. That's my idea. Okay, so Pringles. Oh my god, once you pop, you can't stop. I right. love Pringles. <laughs> Adele. I uh, just listened to Hello last Me too. Night. Did you Me like too. it? I, I thought it was I good. didn't like the beginning, yeah, but I I, once it got into it, I liked it. I don't know. I'm one of those, like when I heard Lady Gaga's Till It Happens to You, I had to go back into it, and then yeah. finally at work, I'm like, Till It Happens to You. Well, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Dixie Chicks, and when I first heard Sin Wagon off of their second album, I was like, this is really kind of more rock and roll than I... You know, and it's not necessarily a rock and roll, yeah, but for yeah. me, from what their previous album was, it was just, it's much more louder and in your face and political and just like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like Adele. We'll, we'll see. I don't, um, I don't know. But, I, we'll but you know, once you listen to a couple songs over and over again, you start to like it. But yeah. I think she looks amazing, though. Oh, I She's so seen, beautiful in the it. video. And I'm just like, thank you. Here's someone with class. You know, she doesn't have to strip and have dancers behind her. She just gets out there and does it. I'm not saying we can't do away with that. No, no. But I just really respect somebody who looks so beautiful, who is such a woman. Of course. And is just so talented. It's so amazing. I I love it. I mean, she's great. It's what America needs. It's what the country needs. You can't go wrong with it, though. Even though she's... is she an American citizen now? Uh, I don't know. I don't. You know, I never know how that works. Like, uh, yeah. you know, like James Corden, is he an American citizen? I mean, he hosts one of our TV shows. You would think so. Yeah, maybe he is. But, I don't know. We um, can look into that. We I can. Know. Uh, youth. Youth. Um, I think youth is awesome. I think youth needs to be educated, not on what is right and wrong, but on how to think. Kids need to or know... T- to be able to think. To be able to think, to have the drive to think, to be heard. Kids need to be involved. Um, kids, you know, we're, we're, we're going to an age we where We could have a so whole much... podcast on the educational system. Yeah, we really could. <laughs> we really could. Um, kids, get out there, learn, ask questions. Minimum wage. Minimum wage needs to be, uh, I'm not going to say directly correlated to anything. I'm not, you know, I, I, once again, that's something that I don't know the exact economic consequences, but I think we need to have a minimum wage as a country. Um, and I think it needs to be, 
uh, you know, not something where you can afford a two bedroom or something, but it, you know, I just, it, it needs, it, it needs to be tied to cost of living. I yeah. mean, it, well, it, absolutely. It needs to be competitive. And, and that's the one thing I disagree with Bernie Sanders and that I do agree with Hillary on is they both agree the minimum wage needs to increase, but it, de- it, you cannot increase the minimum wage to $15, uh, throughout the entire United States. It has to be what the local economies can oh, do. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, 15 and in Kentucky just, is not the same as 15 in California. No, no. so it, it needs to be done by, there needs to be some type of policy that says, okay, if your economy and cost of living is this, then the, your percentage of the minimum wage has to meet this. Yeah. And I think that's what needs to be talked about. I don't yeah. know how you get that because yeah. I'm not a politician and I don't create policies, but I feel like that's what needs to happen. You know, I, I know people from Tallahassee, Oklahoma, who, you know, they would love $15 minimum wage, but sure. the businesses could not do that, right. Right. could not do that. Right. Now, here in L.A., we are going up to the $15, right. uh, I think by 2020. 2020. Um, and we can do that. I think it actually has to be higher because L.A. just came out with a report uh, earlier this week that f- for an individual to have an apartment for themselves to ha- to be able to, t- to, you should be able to get an apartment by yourself. Yeah. You know, if you have good credit, you should be able to have a studio, a studio. or someplace to live by yourself. Yeah. It shouldn't have to be roommate once you're past college, right, you right, know? Right. And they're saying to just do that, you would have to make a minimum of $33 an, an hour. hour. I saw that. Yes, you're right. And no one makes that no, really in LA. No, no, no. no, no. I, I mean, you have to have two server jobs. Exactly. You have to have two server jobs getting tipped 20%. And that is just sad. Uh, That's why we don't have a middle class anymore, is because the minimum wage has not reflected what our economy is. The other thing about minimum wage that they get into is listen, times change. Maybe back then when minimum wage was first created, there wasn't a large number of the population that. Are families that work at McDonald's. That's true. You know, maybe back then... And now, then, like, 60% of work, the United States works in hospitality. The, the soda bar, and it was okay to make minimum wage to go to the movies. You know, nowadays, we have people that have families that are working minimum... So not all minimum wage jobs are just made for the high schooler, you know, trying to get his movie money. I mean, right. the, it, other policies dictate the way people's financial situations uh, find themselves. So I I think we also need to come to an understanding of minimum wage is no longer just, you know, for high schoolers or something. There are people with skills, too. It's not just all low-skilled people. There are people with skills that can't get better jobs. And it it does go back to the whole education system. If we can educate people better, um, those people, when they do get out of college, and it is about having jobs here. That's so important. I mean, it all is tied together in, in this crazy way. And, and that, that's my fear about if we do elect somebody who is on the Republican side, that we will go back to policies that are not proactive uh, in creating the changes that we do need to catch people up to get the middle class back to be in a healthy size and, and alive. And, um, and that's just my opinion. But right. anyway, um, the word scary. Scary? Well, it's Halloween, so of course I think of pumpkins and creepy things. But um, What's so your favorite scary movie? I'm not a big scary movie guy, but if I'm going to have to go, I'd say maybe like the new ha- Last House on the Left. I really like okay. that movie. Yeah. Maybe The Orphan. That was a good twist. Yeah. Oh, we have somebody coming in my house. Ooh. So let's see who it is. Who could it be? Surprise. All right. There? Well, let's see who it is. Okay. It's Lily Pennypacker, everybody. Lily Pennypacker. Lily Pennypacker, welcome to the show. Come on over here. Yay. Say hello. Hello. Hello, hello. world. 
Hi, yeah. Lily. How are you? Hi. I'm Elmer. Hi, Elmer. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. We're almost done with the podcast. So uh, I have two more, or three more words. Okay, so. Al Gore. Uh, climate change. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I was saying. Yeah. Um, I actually attended a screening with Al Gore. Shut the front door. To see. No, really shut the front door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to see his, uh, what was the movie called? Uh, Inconvenient Truth? Inconvenient Truth, thank you. Did you really? You were I there? Did in New York? Him? Yeah. Wow. It was amazing. Wow. Um, and right I, when it came out and everything. Yeah. I was in middle school or high school. Like, I feel nice. so old. Yeah, I, was, I remember that when that first came out, we watched it in class. That's hilarious. Jeb. Uh, posture problems. The man needs an acupuncturist. I just, his head sits on his shoulders. He's got a big head. It's just, it's, it's, he just needs alignment. I yeah. think if he finds alignment, his energy will flow and his campaign will do better. Can I, before do I say the yoga. last, before I say the last one, who do you think is the most presidential when it comes to the Republican side? If you had to pick, I'm not saying who you would want to be president, yeah, yeah, yeah. but who comes off the most presidential? Uh... It, of course, depends on the different type of presidential, but the guy that comes to my mind where if uh, if I have to support any Republican, John Kasich. Or, or and maybe not the way he's been acting lately, Rand Paul. I like, I've, I I don't know. I think Rand Paul could, 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 could potentially do well. It, there, but when I think of presidential, I think of someone who's willing to listen and who's willing to say, you know what, maybe, uh, you know, uh, I'm not right about this. Of course, the president needs to know what's up. But I, I, out of John Kasich and out of Rand Paul, out of the whole Republican Party or anyone that's running, I could see those two gentlemen sitting in a room with people actually heeding advice and, and uh, not just... I, I would say John Kasich as well. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily... Th I, I think Rand Paul would be a fantastic speaker, uh, to be quite honest. Um, I could see him doing that. Um and I, I, I think that Carly Fiorina comes off. Uh, I love the way she speaks. Yeah. Um, she comes off as cut, but I think, executive. and I think she, yes, and I, I think see... she, I think she would be great, uh, for economic type things. Yeah. I just don't yeah. know if she'd be great for foreign policy type things. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's, that's the thing. And, and that's the other thing is, you know, I don't want a president who you can, you want to have a beer with. And that's what George Bush was. And I don't, that's kind of how I don't necessarily agree with the whole John Kasich, when, even though I just said that. It's like, he's the kind of guy that you're like, oh, I can have a beer with. I don't want that. I want someone who goes in and gets things done, who feels like they're working 24 hours a day, working for me nonstop, because that's what the job is. It's the toughest job, um, I think. Yeah, there I agree. Is. There, there is something, of course, um, that people always look for for that real man quality. Right. Well, I mean, there, I mean every, yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. But if you had to really go down to but, it. But you are right. If, you know, you are, you know, the leader of the free world and, you know, you're either the most powerful, second most powerful man in, in yeah. the world. I don't need I to don't, see pictures of you going to your vacation home and shooting quail. Yeah. Like, I don't, I need to see you at the desk. Yeah. That's yeah. where I want to see yeah, you. I agree. You know? Um, okay, and the last word, crazy. Oh, uh, what's her name? Ann Coulter. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, and I have to say, I for some reason I have this obsession with anytime she's on TV, I want to watch. Oh, me too. Um, and I love she's her on... and Bill Maher together. Oh, let me tell you, Ann Coulter, if I could get you in a room 
for five minutes alone and just talk to you. I But I, she does make my head explode too. She is just I that woman is crazy. Um, now, Crazy. one thing I did want to bring up uh, before we go, and that was back on gun control, but I do want to bring up that I think something's really cool that just happened. Hmm. The New Jersey Senate, for the first time, I think ever, it, it may not be ever, but in a very, very long time. And surely in the uh, Chris Christie administration, this is the first time it's ever happened. But... Chris Christie did not want to vote or did not approve for any type of gun control this bill that just hit the New Jersey and he did not pass it. He vetoed it. Interesting. New Jersey denied the veto or something so now they're going forward with it without Christie. Oh wow. And I think that's shows a huge sign of where supporters are and that's why Chris Christie now has no chance I believe because his own state yeah. is going against him yeah. on certain issues yeah. and I think it's over. Yeah, I, I think Christie doesn't have But to. I will say I loved his uh, plain talk. It's kind of the same as the Bernie Sanders Trump talk. I'm not saying it's the same policies by any means, yeah. but that kind of like I tell the truth, it kind of seems very natural and that's the scary thing. And that's the scary thing. Yeah. When it comes off that way, you are being fed something that is not necessarily true. And that's just my belief. But, um, yeah. So I think it's great that New Jersey is for gun control. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for them. So. Anyway, um, so thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. This, this was awesome. the longest podcast I've ever done. Boom. I'm- I hope people will have listened to the entire podcast. I think they will. Um, if not, hopefully they listen to some of it and um, talked about it to their friends yeah. or, uh, you know... Just get out there, Google please it. Please register to vote. Questions. Yes, register to vote. I know I have friends yeah. who uh, have been registered to vote before, have yeah. voted before, but they move. Yes. And you have to re-register yes. so that way you can know where to go. Yes. So please yeah. just make sure you're registered. Yes. It, you can register... Over and over again, as long as you're registered. Mm-hmm. And so, watch the debates. And watch the debates. Yep. And but continue yes, to listen to the podcast. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for having me. Thank you very awesome. much. All right. And scene. <laughs>